Research Methods. Hello and welcome to the Research Methods podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Eugene Bogristov. In our today's episode, we are going to talk about the threats to the internal validity in an experiment. And remember that an experiment is mostly about the internal validity, because in experiment you have to simplify all the things you have. You have to go to the very abstract level, and at the end your complex theory, your complex hypothesis will be a simple task resolution within a group of those who had a very simple manipulation, and all the linkages you build from your experiment are more about the theoretic ones. But for the experiment, the most important stuff, the most important aspect is the internal validity, and you have to be clear, you have to be sure that your internal validity holds, and you have to be able to convince your supervisor or your reviewers in this regard. The first threat to internal validity is the selection. And in our previous episodes, we talked about randomization, and if you are not good in randomization, then the selection is really a problem for your experiment. So imagine that you would like to make an experiment with bungee jumpers and you ask students to assign themselves to the groups. And they select either the group of those who will make bungee jumping, who will jump, and those who are, or there are those who are in the control group, so those who are not going to do anything. And you can see that there might be a high self-selection, so some risk-seeking people will probably join the bungee jumping group and risk-averse people will join the control group. And if you have something like this, then the whole experiment is threatened because those people will bring a lot of individual difference variables with them. And if you have the self-selection, then at the end you will not be able to distinguish which variable your effect came from. Is it the manipulation or is it one of these individual difference variables those people have brought with them? That is why I always try to be very clear about the selection procedure and your randomization. Of course, randomization doesn't always work, and if you are a general practitioner and you would like to make an experiment where you invite your patient, then probably you have already self-selection because your patients have already selected you because of some reason, because of the communication issues, maybe they like communication with you, maybe they need to be with you because of your sphere of competence. This means that there will be a systematic difference between those who are your patients and those who are not your patients. The second threat to internal validity is the maturation. And remember, the experiments can run over a different period of time. You can make an experiment within 10 minutes, but you can make an experiment which will last more than one or two years. And if you listen to one of our previous episodes where we talked about the impact of the local newspaper, the Oladag is citing on the voting preferences, these experiments cannot run 10 minutes. You will need several months to run these experiments and maybe years. Because the effects which you would like to observe are much larger and you need time to develop these effects, to develop, let's say, a specific capability within your participants. So we have several things which have impact, mostly driven by the time. The first one is maturation. These are the naturally occurring processes within participants that could cause change in their behavior. So they get more mature. Let's say you started with a student, but 
year-round experiment over one year and meanwhile the student has finished the business school and now he or she started working in the firm and changed their life and maybe even became mother or father and all these things will have impact on let's say voting behavior if it is about the imaginary experiment we talked about in one of the previous episodes. The second one is the fatigue. People get tired if they participate in long tasks and I observed it in my experiments. One of the experiments I had to uh, skip was the pretty long one where students had to resolve a task and I noticed that after 20th task resolution they get tired and they didn't really care about the results and they were just clicking something. So for this reason it is always important that you develop not too many tasks or not too complex tasks. The third part which is associated with maturation issue is the boredom. If the task is boring and students have to resolve for your participants, I usually work with students but you probably will work not only with the students. If they have a boring task to resolve, then after 5 or 10 minutes uh, they will not be actively working on your task, they will be just clicking something and the results you will observe will not be the results you intend to observe because if people are bored, they are not thinking, they are not engaging and the mechanism which you would like to test with your experiment will just not be working because of the boredom. And finally we have the intellectual development and in our previous episode I talked about one of the experiments where we may ask students to resolve some tasks, let's say mathematical task or IQ task, you know the IQ test, and you know that the more you repeat the IQ test, the easier it is to do, because you know already all the types of tasks within the IQ test. So it is a kind of intellectual development and if you make a within design, so you ask your students to resolve some tasks from the IQ test, then you make a manipulation and then you ask them again to resolve some IQ test tasks, then you will see the results will be better just because of they know already how to resolve those tasks and they know the pattern. So in this case, this intellectual development is also a kind of the issues which is associated with the maturation of participants. The third threat to internal validity is the history and if your experiments, especially if your experiment runs over a long period of time, then there will be some political, cultural, maybe economic events which will have impact on the results of your experiment. For example, two years ago we made an experiment where we measured dynamic managerial capability and it would be great for us to repeat the experiment and add a different group just to test one of the conditions, one of the hypotheses we are working on now, but we are afraid that the COVID-19 restrictions and the way people work now will change the way they will behave within this experiment. And we are afraid that during this time, this health-related event will change the way people will answer our questions and work with our tasks. And there are also simple effects like disruptions uh, such as internet connection issues or fire alarm or inappropriate laughing, screaming during manipulation. And these are the things which may have impact. I remember I ran an experiment where we manipulated emotions and after all people made a task, made it read through the manipulation and they had to write specific text related to one of the selected emotions. Somebody came later to the room, started talking about something, asking questions and asking me at the experimenter where would be the best place to sit. And of course this had impact on the manipulation by all the participants. I think it, was, it were five to seven people sitting in the room. 
and at the end we had to scratch all this group and we had to start with a new one just because this interruption may have changed the way people feel especially if they have already run through the manipulation of emotions and probably they start experiencing new emotions and this would also bias the results of our experiment so we had to skip this group there are some other things which have impact and one of the most important and most unpleasant one is called the instrumentation. It happens if you run an experiment and on the go during the experiments you find a better way to measure something and then within the experiments, let's say within the group, you start introducing new measures. And this makes it so first, it is ethically questionable whether adding additional items on the go would work, is it a good idea or not. And second, you have the statistical problem because you will not have the variables you added within the whole sample of people you selected data from. So instrumentation is one of the ethical issues, first of all, and second of all, if you, it is not about the ethical issue, you can just probably skip the first participants who did not uh, undergo your additional items and use only those by whom you tested additional items during the experiment. But instrumentation is one of the things you should avoid and the best thing is to think through your experiment before you start it. Make a pre-test, test everything you can and if you have noticed something on the go just don't do anything, just continue with your experiment, make it done, test your results and if you want you can add in the next one and next experiment your variables of interest and run, let's say, a completely new experiment. This would be ethically correct and statistically powerful. Finally, there is a one threat to internal validity left, which I am aware of. It is called the mortality. It doesn't mean that people die, but if you have a long-lasting experiment, then you will have to be sure that those participants who started working on the experiment, they will also finish working the experiment. In this longitudinal experiments, you are interested in all the data you can collect, and it is very important that those people who started, they will also continue. We have now two experiments which uh, have this issue, and one of them, I'm going to talk about one of them, was with fitness trackers, and one of my students collected data using fitness trackers, and we could do it only by 20 people, or 21, because we had 21 fitness tracker. And the idea was that we will collect data daily during two or three weeks and observe some behavior and we had interesting manipulation. But the problem is the mortality that two people after one week said that they have no time or they are not interested anymore and they skipped this experiment. And the second one we had the issue with the fitness tracker itself, it lost the connection and the smartphone of this person was not sending us the important data. So we had to intervene and this intervention made it already problematic to evaluate the data because we were missing some data from, from this person during some days and it can happen that during this day something, something really happened which biased the behavior of this person. It wouldn't be a problem if we had about 100 people, but we had only 20, so we or 21, so we ended up with a final sample of 19 people, and within these 19 people, one person had some technical issues, so we could not use all the data. We hope it was not a systematic issue, it was the coincidental issue, but it can happen. I'll give you an example what could it have been. Let's say people who are not technically affine and they don't know how to work with technology, and it can happen that this technical affinity has impact on the outcome variables which we have. And if it is the case, 
then the problem with the connection can be not the issue with the fitness tracker, but the issue with the person because the this IT capability on the individual level were missing. And it can happen this exactly this IT capability has or had impact on the outcome of our study. So it was not the case because we measured something completely different, but as a thought experiment, it could have been a problem and try to avoid these problems in your experiments. I hope it was helpful. Always take care of the internal validity because it is the most important thing. And as long as your experiment is internally valid, you will avoid about probably 80% of problems with your reviewers and with your supervisor. Enjoy your research. I hope it was interesting. Good luck.